0: Hello and welcome to the Monday edition of Football and Grits. It's Monday, December 21st, and that means that I'm your host, David Ubbin, joined as always by my co host, Andy Staples, one of the Athletics' national college football writers. Andy, the playoff is set. The SEC, just one team in this year. Do you have one reason to believe why Alabama will not beat Notre Dame by thirty points? I oh, think might not beat them by thirty points, forty. I think you're gonna beat them. <laughs> yeah, is there is is there a road for no for Notre
1: Dame to hang? You know, Alabama's defense is not is not infallible. Yes, we learned that for sure. That's the thing. I mean. The, one of my bigger takeaways from the SEC championship game is uh, I kind of worry about Alabama's defense mm-hmm. against a Clemson-type team because they do offensively have the kind of weapons that Florida has, and then you know their defense is considerably better than Florida's defense. So I, I would worry if they wound up play, playing Clemson in a national title game. I think that would be more competitive probably than people realize. But for Notre with the Notre Dame thing, I, you know I think Notre Dame can play the type of game that will keep it manageable, but not... I just don't see how they could be explosive enough to hang with Alabama.
0: Yeah, I, I think Alabama is going to score 50. It's just a matter of how how much can you score on Alabama. It depends on how close you can hang. Uh, and maybe if you can run the ball a little bit, you can slow them down a little bit, keep them off the field. Well, see, um, that's that's what easier I stated, said than that done. Both
1: te- that, that both teams may run the ball a decent amount, and it just takes some possessions out of the game and, and mm-hmm. keeps the score down a little bit. But that doesn't mean I don't think
0: Alabama's going to
1: gonna win comfortably.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you make of, of the Tide going into the playoff yet again? It seems like we're on a crash course for um, Alabama-Clemson Chapter 15, it feels like. Uh, but what do you make of, of, of the Tide's sort of matchup and road here? I think it's, it's good. I
1: mean, they had the easier road. Uh, if you got to play Notre Dame first or Ohio State first, I take Notre Dame because yeah. – the thing about Ohio State is, if they're full strength and they're motivated, which obviously they are, you're getting a very good opponent. And I don't know who's going to win Ohio State Clemson. I mean, I covered that game last year, and it, it you play that game ten times, it's going to be a, you know five of one and five of the other. So I think that's going to be a fun game to watch. I, I you know, obviously I think Trevor Lawrence is probably the the better quarterback of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, uh, even though they're probably both going really high in the NFL draft next mm-hmm. year. But you know Ohio State when they have everybody, and I don't. When's the last time we saw a full strength Ohio State, or have we seen full strength Ohio State yet? I think that's the the bigger question. So uh, that game certainly feels a lot more interesting. But look, you know Alabama Clemson. We've seen it so many times, but the last time we saw Alabama against Clemson, Clemson destroyed them. We haven't seen Alabama play against Trevor Lawrence again. I mm-hmm. kind of want to see that. I do too. I, I want to see. I want to see this Alabama team get a chance to to avenge that game. I know it was two years ago, but there's still a lot of the the players who were on the team. then, and, and Clemson's got a lot of the same players, so I, I would like to see if Alabama can can hang and and or beat Clemson. Because remember, the last time the guys who were on this team played Clemson, it was ugly. They got killed. Mm-hmm.
0: I think you know. All all of the hand-wringing over who got into the playoff I think is fair. I probably would have liked to have seen somebody who has not lost a game by three touchdowns in that number four spot. I probably would have voted Cincinnati if it was up to me. Um, But ultimately, we're going to get at least two games when you see Clemson and Ohio State and you see the winner of that game play Alabama. These teams are playing a different sport, and watching them on the same field – is incredible every time we get to see it, and we don't get to see that very often. You know, Clemson Notre Dame can, is is pretty feel close. Feel
1: mm-hmm. yeah. You can you can tell when when you've got those two types of teams playing one. another. Yes, other. it's just you can't help but watch it and different. just
0: say to yourself, "These boys are hitting. These boys are hitting." Yes, different speed, different yeah, it skill. Seems, it seems it's just like they're hitting each other harder. Yeah, and so you know that's sort of the upside with the uh, can we call the committee safely elitist at this point, Andy?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look. Let's be honest. Uh, Gary Barter basically said it. Yeah. He he said there was nothing that that was blocking Cincinnati. Well, except that you will not consider them at all. I mean, that's if they just say it like that, it would it would be more honest.
0: Behind it's a three loss Florida was blocking team. <laughs> Cincinnati, it's that they never even considered Cincinnati. Yes. So the upside of that is, I think we're going to get some of those games. Um and we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I'm excited for it. We did get um, a mini version of that game in the SEC Championship game. Florida, Alabama. Florida put a, a, a bigger scare. It's, it seemed like the Alabama was getting ready to run away from them. Um, Florida charged back. I, I kind of thought this was what the game we were going to get where they just didn't quite have enough bullets in the chamber, and that's kind of where we ended up. But still a great game, and we talked about this last week. Alabama's defense looked like it had been, I guess we could say the word fixed, but also they hadn't played any really elite offenses. They did I in Florida. I think that's more accurate. Yeah. It seems like that's the case now. Early on, you were kind of wondering in that game, but uh, Florida charged there. And like you said, I think, you know, Alabama at this point looks a little bit more uh, vulnerable. Um, but that was a revealing game. Alabama got pushed. It's always fun to see Alabama have to push themselves. We don't get to see that very often, and we saw that. And when they have to really go and mash the pedal to the floor, they are a fun, fun team to watch. So it's about 8 o'clock Sunday
1: night as we're recording this. Have until 5 p.m. Eastern time on Monday to to put in the Heisman ballot. I still don't know what to do.
0: Mm -hmm. That
1: game Mm -hmm. made me even more confused. I was already confused going in. That game made it even harder to figure out how to put these guys in order. And you know, it's it's just Alabama an embarrassment of riches on that offense. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Now Landon Dickerson going out, losing your center before the college football playoff, do not discount that. That's something that, that could be a big deal. But Alabama is pretty deep on that offensive line. So uh if if it has to happen, that's a team that can probably absorb that loss, but that's that's still pretty significant.
0: Mm-hmm. I did put in my Heisman ballot. Perhaps it's the grits in my bloodstream, but all three of the guys on my ballot participated in the SEC championship game this weekend. That's all I will say. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I think, you know, again, it, it's it's uh, this brand of Alabama football. We've talked about it. But when when we saw them push the the pedal to the metal in the earlier Saban years, it just pounded down your throat and then just you suffocate you on defense. And that... You know, it was a sight to see when just teams just could not find anything against their defense. But not as fun when Alabama mashing the pedal means shooting for sixty points. It's a it's a lot more fun when Devonte oh, Smith is just catching like eighty five balls. And that I I, lo- I love watching this Alabama team when they really have to go, uh, and they did. So credit to Florida for pushing them. Alabama, you know, they showed why they're the best team in college football this year. Um, and now they got to prove it uh, on the field. So, Well, Andy, the carousel is is spinning. It has uh, possibly going to pick up speed. There is one uh, job filled, Clark Lee. By the way, the first name, I believe, out of your mouth on our very first Vanderbilt. Uh, uh, Vanderbilt yes, is open pile. We were about yeah. to uh wrap yes. the show and we got the email I'm like, ah,
1: oh, we should probably talk about this.
0: I believe Clark Lee was the first name out of your mouth. So I will I will let you do a victory lap on that in time. What what is the what is the path to to a lengthy, fruitful stay for Clark Lee in so, Nashville?
1: It it depends on what Clark Lee wants out of that experience and I, I know behind the scenes he's told people he would like to be the well, before he got the job, I think he's actually said it publicly now. But he'd like to do for Vanderbilt what Pat Fitzgerald has done for his alma mater, Northwestern, mm-hmm. and, and kind of the same thing. Former player, truly loves the place, grew up in the town. I mean, it, it's. I understand where he's coming from. Why they they believed it because when you talk to him, you believe it too. You know, he he just he really loves that place, and you know, I, I like the idea that he wants. To be a long-term guy there, uh, you know, it's hard to win there, but mm-hmm. I think he understands what they have to do to be successful. I think, you know, he, he's been there when they weren't as successful. He's seen what James Franklin did, uh, kind of probably understands how some of that worked, and you know, I think you have to define success accurately for Vanderbilt. And I, you know, I don't think Vanderbilt's administration is going to have unrealistic expectations. I think they don't, they don't think this coach needs to come in and win the East. You know, they, they think if you can win seven or eight games in a few years and then go six and six the other years, they're going to be really happy with you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the key. I mean, so for Vandy, you know, Derek Mason couldn't get that done. They, they just kept getting worse the last couple of years. But for the first few years, they were kind of right there. And they needed to find a way to win like one or two more games a year. And so that's, yeah. that's where Clark
0: Lee comes in. Can he win the, that one or two more games a year? Is it oversimplistic to say that the number one thing you got to do is have a Kyle Shermer on your, on your roster? If you've, got a quarter, if you've got a quarterback, you got a fighting chance to do some things. And I think that I feel like has to be hire a good OC and have him, somebody that can identify. Uh, evaluate recruit and develop quarterback talent and that is going to cover up so many of your warts uh because Kyle Shermer, I think you should also be that. different I don't think you have to run the triple option
1: but mm-hmm. I think you have to have a, a very definitive offensive identity mm-hmm. that makes you different and and if you're lucky if or if you're if you're doing it right maybe also changes the math on your recruiting Where, Mm -hmm. Like the triple option, a a lot of why teams run the triple option is they can't get the kind of linemen that they need to compete. So they run the triple option so you can sign linemen who are 30 to 40 pounds lighter than the ones that the other schools are signing. So if you can change the math on the talent pool, that helps you too because that helps you get those tweeners who are good athletes but maybe don't fit the right archetype to play for one of the bigger name SEC schools. So uh, you, you don't have to run the triple, but you have to run something y- unique. And, you know, look at what Coastal Carolina does. Coastal Carolina is an option-based offense, but they throw the ball plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a that's the kind of offense that Vandy needs to run. And it doesn't have to be that one either. It just needs to be something that is unique, that's not something you see everywhere else. Obviously, you, you know, even you got the air raid and, and then the Kiffenized air raid In the SEC Uh, we'll see what winds up running at Auburn well you know who gets hired at Auburn and what they run but you know there's there's a lot of that going around it needs to be something different than that so Clark Lee will be you know watching to see what you what you wind up deciding in terms of your staff
0: yeah what's uh you know South Carolina's full but Auburn currently the only vacancy Tennessee uh walking that tightrope at the moment at Auburn, where do you see this shaking out? Or if you're in, if you're in their seat, if you're in Alan Green's seat, what are you doing? I don't know
1: what Auburn's doing. It. I mean, I think the timing of this suggests that they, they're casting a fairly wide net because they were waiting to see and talk to some people who were coaching on Saturday. Otherwise, they would have already done this. I mean, you know, if it was going to be Hugh Freeze, they'd have already done it. Mm-hmm. If it was going to be Kevin Steele, I think they would have already done it. You know, maybe perhaps they want to talk to some people and compare them against Kevin Steele, but you could have hired him at any point between last week and now. And and the longer they go without doing that, the more it suggests it's somebody else. Yeah. But I just don't know exactly because the names you've seen, Steve Sarkeesian, I mean, that makes sense. He's done a lot of good things at Alabama. Uh, that offense is humming, and and you, you run, you know, and, and the thing is he doesn't have, like, there's no Sark offense. He just sort of works around the talent he has. Put that kind of talent in Auburn. And, and remember, Auburn already has pretty good talent. And you've got a really, really scary offense probably. So that, that's an interesting one. You know, Tony Elliott, we've heard his name come up. We've heard Brent Venable's name come up. That's one of those uh, – You kind of believe it when you see it, when one of those guys actually leaves Clemson. So uh, I, I just – I'm curious to see – You know, if anybody else gets in the mix, Billy Napier at Louisiana, I think, has done a really good job, seems to be in line for an SEC-type job, but is it going to be Auburn? That's a big, big job.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Elsewhere across the SEC, we still have Tennessee, which is sort of figuring out what it's going to do. Jeremy Pruitt said Saturday that he absolutely believes that he uh, will be back in, in 2021, or at least deserves to be. Uh, nothing super definitive, but in- well, there was
1: the, the report as the game started against Texas yes. A&M by Trey Wallace about an investigation into you know, accusations of improper benefits and yes, you know, I, I'm, I hate to say it and be cynical, but the timing on that seems awfully convenient when you might want to fire a head coach who could be very expensive to fire and fire him for free.
0: Yes, that is sort of the undercurrent of an internal investigation and also maybe not for free, but maybe you have some things and you say, Hey, how about we uh how about we lower this this buyout and well, let's, let's cut, just yeah, call cut
1: this twelve and a half million dollars in half or, yeah. or maybe by a third and maybe you know, we spread it out a little longer.
0: Yeah. I, I, I it doesn't sound like the NCAA is, is involved uh, yet or if Tennessee has passed along anything. That's the, that's sort of unclear at the moment. But it's a complicated situation. Sunday night, Phil Fulmer in Tennessee's release announcing its bull berth says, uh, it's a tremendous development opportunity for our team and, key phrase, should serve as a primer to spring practice for Coach Pruitt and our returners. Traditionally, April, not a time for a coaching change. If you're in... That is less t- less vague than...
1: Chris Delcani's release about Tom Herman. It is. And That's this was a not a
0: standalone thing. release. It should be noted. This was in a bowl release, not a, a standalone vote of confidence. If you're Tennessee, what are you doing right now, Andy? It just depends on what they want. I mean, they again, want to win. I'm being They want to win, and they're not doing it.
1: <laughs> I'm being completely cynical about this, but if you launch an internal investigation when you want to fire the guy who's a really high buyout, I think I I, I have a pretty good idea what you're trying to do.
0: Hmm. Hmm. My question on that is, if you're a coach that Tennessee approaches, does that spook you? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think I would. Uh, I think I would say, Except hey, the thing this is, doesn't seem like something that I'm. I'm super. Fired I think up there's about. a guy out there who really wants the Tennessee
1: job. Who yes has, has been involved with some investigations before. It's getting cold in here.
0: It's getting cold in here. Yeah. Is, it, is, <laughs> is, a is there a warning? freeze warning? Is there a freeze warning <laughs> that's a, that is that is that uh, is happening quickly? The thing that I think is the, the problem with that is if you're Tennessee and you're going to have this investigation and if you do make a move and you sort of cite some of these things and then you say, well, you turn around and you say, oh, here's our new coach, you Freeze. I'm not going to rule that out because this is not my first time knowing what college football is. That is, and also this is the University of Tennessee. Yes, but that is there's a, a lot that of is a lot level of behind-the-scenes cloak and dagger intrigue at all times. This is true. That is next level. Sort of, uh, uh, we'll call it cognitive dissonance. I suppose is the correct term. Galaxy brain. Now, if you do that, <laughs> your your introductory press conference has to be
1: similar to the one when our, when uh, when Louisville rehired Bobby Petrino, <laughs> and the, it was basically. Yeah, we know what he did last time, but he also won, so
0: here he is. And he's a changed man, Andy. <laughs>
1: Except they, did, well, they didn't play
0: that up. They, they said yeah. it a few times, and then they just sort of gave up on it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's, you know, this will be very interesting. I, I think if Tennessee is going to make a move, I think you'd want to know what you're moving toward. I think that's key. I think if you're Tennessee, this job is better right now than it was in 2017. But I don't think you want to be... Throwing yourself out there into the throes of the carousel, I think. But you I, I think you
1: know what you're moving toward if you if you open it, because you have the choice to open it or not. That's true. And the, and then the guy who would take it will win there. Like that's the thing. I I got into it with with all the Auburn and Tennessee folks this week, and the Tennessee folks got all mad at me because I said Auburn's a better job than Tennessee, and it is. But if Tennessee were to replace Jeremy Pruitt with Hugh Freeze. And we don't know what Auburn's going to do yet, but Hugh Freeze can win at Tennessee. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now, hundred percent. Hugh Freeze can win at Tennessee. Tennessee's a better job than Ole Miss, and Hugh Freeze won there.
0: Here's my question: I get the few, I get the Hugh Freeze attraction. I do, I do. I I don't know because that he'd be. He wins. Yes, I don't know that he'd be number one on my list. The name that is catching some some ground in Tennessee. Uh, a man who recently had some more time on his hands. If you're Tennessee and you pick between Hugh Freeze and if if say Gus Malzahn wants this job, what do you do? Hugh Freeze. Why?
1: He drives Nick Saban crazy.
0: Well, so does, so does realize, Gus Malzahn. It's been thirteen I months. I Gus, Gus does do too,
1: but but Hugh Freeze. When has Hugh Freeze not had a quarterback? When has Hugh Freeze not had a good quarterback? or a quarterback outperforming what we thought he could previously do. I think here's your prime example is Malik Willis, who was amazing this year at Liberty. Guess where Malik Willis played okay, before that's Liberty? that's
0: fair. That's pretty good. But I will also say, and granted, part of it is where you were, Ole Miss versus Auburn. But I just think the consistent winning, the winning big, and the beating Nick Saban, and being an elite recruiter, all of those things together... Spell I, Hugh Freeze? Ah, uh, I, I, I would I would go Gus over Spell Freeze Spell Hugh Freeze? Gus is many of the p- Gus is many of the same things. Weight? Okay Gus is, Gus I, is many I, of the same listen, things was, as Hugh Freeze with less really of good. the baggage. That's what it is.
1: Who outpunched their weight class
0: more? Hugh Freeze at Ole miss or Gus Malzahn at Auburn. Uh, show me the division titles. They had it in their hand and they coughed oh, it up against Arkansas. Listen.
1: How many times is Hunter Henry
0: gonna complete that lateral? Or I guess he didn't don't put yourself it, don't put yourself in that position. I'm just saying, if you're gonna win the West, you can't lose. to that It's all Miss. I know, I know. It's not Auburn. Don't lose to Arkansas. I'm just saying, it's all Miss. I'm just saying, I think you have to have somebody that has been a consistent winner and doesn't have. I, there's,
1: I just don't think it doesn't have there, the baggage. I, I, it I get it. Baggage. You want to say it doesn't have the baggage?
0: Yes, and uh, and it and all that stuff. You know. Again, I just I think Malzon offers you a lot of the same upside, it, a lot of the same consistency, a lot of the same promise, and you don't have to. Sort it would of hold definitively your nose.
1: answer my debate that I was having with the Tennessee fans this week. Either either I would be very wrong, or they would be very wrong, because it would tell us which is the better job. Because whichever one Gus Malzon performed better at <laughs> would be the better job. It's true. Earmost this is the same Tennessee. Guy. You, earmost you're Tennessee fans. You're yeah. actually controlling for all the variables, David. It's true. So I, I would like to see the answer to that. Earmuffs, Tennessee fans. Andy's right. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the uh, best part was all the Georgia fans who, who <laughs> all have
1: to play Auburn in Tennessee and were like, yeah, it's Auburn.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. I think that answer might not have been the same 15 years ago, but um, it's not 2005. So, you know. I, I think it would have been very similar. In 2005, Auburn was coming off a 12-0 season. Fair point. Fair point, Mr. Tuberville uh, got some things done there. Senator I think, Tuberville, sorry, Senator Tuberville, you're correct. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I think you know Tennessee certainly seems like a change could be coming very soon, but there are no guarantees. Um, and well, I think that it, Fulmer thing
1: that he, I mean, it was very this, interesting. This is the part about the part about Tennessee that is always interesting is you never quite know. Who's making the decision today?
0: Yes, and who knows what and public so, statement is coming from where, and all of those things. Right. Philip all... Fulmer
1: may very much want Jeremy Pruitt to be the coach in 2021.
0: I can tell you that's like, pretty I, much accurate. Everything I've heard yeah, all season, is I have season zero doubt of that. Mm-hmm. The Not question is, will Philip
1: Fulmer make that decision?
0: Yep, yep. That's that's the question. And if he and if he, and certainly he has people in his ear. But can he talk them out of it? Can he say, No, 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 we gotta go one more year and here's why. I wouldn't put that past him. He has a lot of influence. His name's still Phil Fulmer. He's still got he's that the athletic ring. Be better. Well, yes, well sure. But it's different when John Curry says it to a, a you know, a sixty year old, you know, Tennessee fan. It's different when it comes from John Curry versus when it comes from Phil Fulmer. It's not the same. Uh, you know, he's well, a football coach, we'll, we'll he's see. I mean, Tennessee born and bred, all those things. Winchester, Tennessee. Yes, yes. Uh, got a Letterman jacket to prove it. Everything. Bowls. Andy. The SEC. Um, let's just say Birmingham getting things done um, because not a lot of SEC opt-outs. Uh, I don't know if you can call LSU an opt-out. Uh, I would like to, for entertainment's sake, but for accuracy's sake, we'll call it a uh, self-imposed bowl ban. Vanderbilt at zero and nine. Graciously uh, sent its season out to pasture. Everyone else, including Come on, South Carolina, go Carol- play Army in Shreveport, Vanity. I want to see it, black and gold. You can shake you can uh, trade jerseys, the whole thing. Uh, South Carolina, despite going uh, two and eight, switching coaches, still going bowling. Uh, Shane Beamer going to be hanging around. Uh, Andy, when you look at the SEC's bowl uh, slate, we've got. Alabama, Notre Dame, we talked about that, so I'm going to say you can't comment on that. Georgia and Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, the entirety of the G5's hopes on their shoulder. In the Peach Bowl, the Capital One Orange Bowl, Texas A&M and North Carolina, I just broke my own rule because no one's paying me to say Capital One, and I try not to use the sponsor Yeah, why'd you do that? I was reading, it's my bad. Cotton Bowl, I am going to omit the sponsor there, Florida and Oklahoma. The Citrus Bowl. Oh, VRBO is the home, is the like, is, is the, is the like the. It's like Airbnb. Yeah, it's like the Airbnb knockoff. I was going to say, I thought that was like a, an oil company or something. Anyway, Citrus Bowl, uh, Auburn and Northwestern. The Music It'll City Bowl. it will always be the
1: ourhouse.com Florida
0: Citrus Bowl to me. Yeah. The Music City Bowl. I don't know what Transperfect is, um, but Missouri will face off uh, against, I believe, Iowa. They have Big Ten on here, but I believe that's Iowa, correct? I believe so, yes. I think that's right. That is right. Iowa Uh, versus Missouri. Yes. Uh, And then Mississippi State in the Armed Forces Bowl. We need to switch off of this list because they don't have the opponents on here. Mississippi State in the Armed Forces Bowl. I believe that is UAB? Tulsa. 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 Tennessee facing off against West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. Texas Bowl, Arkansas, and TCU. Uh, Gator Bowl, Kentucky, and is that NC State? That is correct. Look at this. I am just uh, just from seeing it today. I am I'm calling these from memory, and then of course Ole Miss and uh, the other offense that I'm forgetting that we want to see Indiana, Indiana, and then of course the Gasparilla. It would be Bowl. a Michael
1: Penix Jr. homecoming if he were
0: healthy. Yeah, unfortunately, but he's not. South Carolina and UAB it. in the Gasparilla Bowl. Andy, in that lineup, what is the game that you are the most excited about? I think there's two. I really like the, the Oklahoma-Florida matchup.
1: I think that could be a lot of fun. Kyle Pitts not playing for Florida, but two really good offenses. We'll get to see if Oklahoma's defense is really better. Their, their numbers got a lot better this year than they had been in in previous years. I believe they finished number 19 in yards per play allowed when, you know, a couple of years ago they were in the in hundreds. So how, how much better have they really gotten? Because that, with, with no Kyle Pitts, it, it's... Still going to be a test if you're dealing, and, and we'll see if Florida has more opt-outs, but mm-hmm. if you're dealing with Kadarius, Tony, Travon Grimes, Justin Shorter, uh, Jacob Copeland, and those backs running the wheel route, I, I don't think that's an easy matchup for Oklahoma. And then Florida's defense, we know, is not perfect either, so you're going to see Spencer Rattler throwing to a bunch of good receivers. I think that's going to be a fun fun game. The other game that I think is going to be a lot of fun is Ole Miss against Indiana. The Indiana is a a pretty good defense. I mean that that's the thing that we we I wrote about Penix. Obviously, you know Tennessee fans wanted to hear about Michael Penix, a former commitment there. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the story of Indiana's season, it's because they really locked down a lot of the teams they played. And Tom Allen's a defensive guy, so he and he's going back to Tampa where his career sort of got jump started as a high school coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, this is this is it's going to be a fun game. That Ole Miss offense is. You know, a blast to watch. It's an adventure, a roller coaster every time. Uh, Matt Corral has those games where he can't miss, and he has those games where he can't miss the other team. So, seems it's like just, he has both every of, now and
0: then. Saturday we had one of those. <laughs> I, I think that. Yeah, I think Saturday was all of the above. Yes. So,
1: I, I just, I just think that's going to be a really fun game.
0: Well, Andy, we got Return of the Mac once when uh, Mac Brown went back to North Carolina. I was in the house the last time the Aggies, currently the angriest fan base in America, went head-to-head with uh, Mac Brown and his secret weapon, Justin Tucker. It did not end well uh, for the Aggies on that night. Controversial flag, uh, bragging rights for uh, going on nine years now in that rivalry, uh, still residing in Austin. But this is the closest thing to it, and I... I really do think, you know, I think you're going to see actually a motivated AM team here, and I, I like the storylines, but we saw this, you know, in 2014, TCU, they get squeezed out, and then just unleash on uh, Destroy Ole Miss, Ole Miss yeah. who, uh, Andy, can you remind me who the head coach of that team was? I forgot. I don't remember. Uh, that was Hugh Freeze. Oh, was it? Can
1: we, can okay. we talk about when he beat Oklahoma <laughs> State in the Sugar Bowl the next year?
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. But we, anyway. I
1: Tennessee would take a Sugar Bowl win. They'd be cool yeah, with you, that, you, right? You
0: might, you might be. You might be. But I, I, I'm always intrigued when you see uh, sort of the team that gets wronged the most by the committee. And I don't know that a has, you know, a ton of gripes. They have, I think, you know, most deserving, sure, best. I don't think that's accurate at all.
1: But... I don't know they're most deserving. They they didn't beat a team that was in the playoff, and Notre Dame did. Fair point, fair point. I mean, it you, there, there's... They could have gone either direction, and the only people who would have been really upset about the decision would be fans
0: of the team that got yeah. left out.
1: Yeah, that I don't, Everybody else would be like, okay, you could have picked either one, and we wouldn't have Yeah, cared.
0: pretty much. But I want to see if the Aggies can flex a little bit because this is an opportunity, they're a better team than North Carolina. I, I kind of
1: wish. I kind of wish they'd match them against Oklahoma, yeah. give them a chance to play a Power Five champion and, and flex on a Power Five champion. Yeah, uh, North Carolina is good. I like the idea of this defense getting to play against Sam Howell and, and those backs. Mm-hmm. But I just, I think I would have liked to have seen them play Oklahoma because yeah. Oklahoma win its league. And, you know, that, and also just get, like, give them a drive. Why do they,
0: why is everybody going to fly to Florida? Yeah. Andy, we've seen this play out a lot of times. We saw it with Auburn and UCF. You see the sort of, uh, the Georgia matchup against Cincinnati, Cincinnati, right there with AM, probably the angriest fan base in America. They've got a lot to prove. But I don't think.
1: I don't think this is going to be a Georgia. We're not interested in being in this bowl game. Bowl game.
0: I don't buy that Auburn was not interested in the UCF game. I don't. The, the times that we've seen I, I don't, teams. I, I'm lose, talking about I don't Georgia. Yeah.
1: Against Texas. I'm yeah. talking about that game.
0: Well, either way, so, the times that we've seen these the G five teams. Show up and show up in a big way. I don't buy the the not interested. What is your concern? The thing is, Georgia's going to be
1: interested because of the way they ended the season. They were they were kind of peaking as the Mm -hmm. season ended. They got the they got their senior day ripped away from them. I do think this will be a game where Georgia wants to use this as a springboard to next year. And you know, so and since he's going to be highly motivated, that's a well coached team. They've got some really good players, really good quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and 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 some some. Hat, like NFL guys on defense. So this will be a good game. But I'm excited to see Georgia with a little extended time for JT Daniels as the starting quarterback, not just sort of thrown in game planning. He's had a few weeks now to kind of get get settled as the starting quarterback and yeah you know, this could this could be kind of a a launch point for Georgia. Could be. And, and now this is a will we get super game. excited if, if they if they run away with this game? Yes. Will we get super super excited and
0: overrate them next season? Yes. yes, we will. Yes. The takes coming out of this game, I can already see them. If if Cincinnati loses by 20, if they win, if Georgia wins by 20, all scenarios uh oh, they crystallize easily. I'm 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 into it. I'm into this game. So, should be an interesting bowl slate. Uh listen, there's we didn't think we were going to get any college football at some point. So if yep. you were the person complaining about too many bowl games, you got your wish, you're terrible. You got your wish this year. There are fewer bowl games, but there's still some good ones, especially with the SEC. So uh, relish them. There's not that many left. And hopefully next season is a little more normal and a little bit less joyless. I've enjoyed this season, but its uh, it's been weird. It's been weird, Andy. I think we can all...
1: Uh, 100%. It, I'm It. glad it happened because I think it it provided a little bit of normal for everybody mm-hmm. and and I hope the players got what they wanted out of it because you know most of the players did want to play and yeah pushed hard to play and you know I, I don't blame anybody for opting out at this point or any teams that are opting out of bowl games you know the, what they've what they've had to do to just to get on the field has been pretty rough so uh, I'm glad they did it and mm-hmm. yeah I'm excited about a lot of these games and you know it, I think there's probably a lot of people that, uh, who have been coaching and playing through this season that are probably ready for it to end. And that's yeah. okay. I, you know, you got a season. I, by spring practice, there's going to be a lot of people vaccinated. Yeah. The world's going to look like a very different place. So I'm, I'm ready for that.
0: It's been a weird year. I think um, I, I've always I've used the word uncomfortable with this season. I don't think I can say that they shouldn't have played. I've been uncomfortable with a lot of it. But I've enjoyed it. When the games actually start, when the ball gets kicked off, like you said, there's a little bit of normalcy. And I think some the, of the year some would of the have power, been a lot
1: worse with no college football. Yeah, yeah than it was. probably was
0: the, the power dynamics make me a little uncomfortable. Um, and you know, the you know the idea that players were safer at home, I don't think you know when you see the season play out, I don't think that that, that argument really held much water. But we didn't see a lot of the sort of nightmare scenario, and for that, I am thankful. So. That will do it for our Monday show. For Andy Staples, I am David Ubb. And if you are not a subscriber to this show, you should change that. Get it uh, delivered directly to your device from whatever your podcast purveyor of choice is. And if you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, change that. You can do that at theathletic.com slash grits. Read Andy's work, my work. We'll be covering the coaching carousel, the bowls, the playoff. We've got you covered. We have like 160 college football writers, so you will never be short on... uh, content there so thank you guys for listening thank you for reading subscribe if you are subscribed to the show leave us a rating review all that good stuff it helps the show thank you guys again we'll see you very soon